welcome to More Than Myths. Welcome, everybody, to More Than Myths, a podcast for the curious and a little depressed this week. We're a lot depressed this week. A lot depressed this week. not even going to sugarcoat it. Um, yeah, the, this week has been something else. Um, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> and we are going to try to, you know, lighten it up, but we do want to talk about this. Um, it's literally the only things on our minds. Like there's, yeah. there's no, there's no sugarcoating what's happening right now. No. You know, at the end of the day, you believe what you want to believe, but your opinion of something should never affect somebody else's body. And especially your belief in a religion and a, what a book says should not impact another human being's rights to their own body. And their own religion and their own views. Right. Like yep. it's not even about religion. And if you want to make it about religion, I'll take up, I'll take up my own shit. Sure. Right. Like yeah. you don't need to worry about my salvation. Exactly. Right. If if you believe that somebody is <laughs> I saw I saw the best thing and he was like, if you believe that somebody's gonna go to hell, let them. If you believe that somebody is gonna do this, let them. It's mind your own damn business. It is not your responsibility. All of these other people, you stay in your own fucking lane. <laughs> well, like, and mind, also mind your own, take care biggest- of yourself. <laughs> Yeah. And the biggest thing right now to like, I think that everybody should recognize is you need to, you should like, if you aren't sure how to feel about this, if you don't know what's going on, if you're not enraged, like go look at how most of the country feels. Yeah. Like look at the, seriously, look at the polling, Mm -hmm. look at how people feel about this being repealed. And it's not just, Oh yeah, this doesn't really apply to me because I won't I don't think I'll ever need an abortion or oh, I don't know, you know, I'm in a state that it doesn't apply to because I'm in Washington, they will always have abortions available or right. It's like, no, this is the first step into something really fucking scary. Oh, absolutely. It's I mean, if they can That's what I'm having trouble grappling oh, with. Absolutely. It's not even that I won't have access to it. It's that I could walk into a doctor's office needing an emergency abortion because of whatever right. in 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 a state mm-hmm. and be denied health care because the rights to your of own body law. right your this is the thing that makes like, me crazy is it's the only place you have to live it is the one thing that is completely your own yeah and females around the around the country now don't have that right and yeah it blows my mind like it's such an alien it's such a crazy concept to me that like it just doesn't i don't know it it, i feel like yeah yeah, it's i know i know this is just it's there we were talking about it and we're just like there's no way we can't address this today because that's where our brains are at right now yeah you know you need to check on the women in your life. If you are a woman, you just know like Haley and I are hugging you from afar because this is it's just so fucked. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things I heard was from Sarah Silverman on her podcast. And she was talking about Gilead and the handmaid handmaid's tale, which I know is an extreme, but she's like, if you look at the examples of that, what happens, and I won't spoil anything if you haven't seen the show or whatnot, but it's like all of a sudden one day their bank accounts just didn't work right and they had to have their husbands get their money and they didn't light the streets on fire they didn't you know they got complacent in every little change that was made so it's not going to be like one day we're just shut down no it's the death by a thousand cuts right so that's the scary shit yeah yeah and i mean if they think that they can do this you know what's what else do they think they can get away with i saw somebody that some i don't even know who the fuck this guy is but he's talking about 
like segregation like mm-hmm. having shit being segregated again and i was like what the actual fuck is going on in this like what is happening you know well and it's just you know you've just got some really crazy beliefs that are running the decision making in our country right now. yeah but i do want to say that i mean especially for corinne and i you know the men in our lives that have been completely supportive understanding mm-hmm. um I mean, my husband went with me to the protest last night. You know, pay attention to the men in your life is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, But know that we will use this platform, even though it's a small one. We're going to use it and we're going to advocate for all of the women. We will never stop. Because this isn't an abortion thing. This is a women's rights absolutely it doesn't it's not about this isn't about unborn it's not about it's not it's not about that it's about controlling women no and we are here to advocate we are here i mean we're here and we're going to use this platform to the best of our ability and we will never we will never stop advocating um i did want to bring up a website though um in case anybody does need it um it's called i need an a.com I checked it out and they um, can give you information if you're in a situation that you need um, this website. They won't use your information because I know that a lot of people are very concerned about like period tracking apps using their Mm -hmm. information against them. Um, This website appears that they do not do anything like that. This is a completely on your side kind of deal. Obviously, Planned Parenthood. um, Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of resources, but I mean, we're here. We're here. Yeah, and we'll share and, you know, as you guys are listening to this, it's been about a week and a half after, but this is, you know, fresh for Haley and I and um, we'll have resources that we'll continue to share on our platform that we have been sharing and we will continue to share them on our platform. Yeah, Um, It's just getting to a point where if you believe in any level of patriotism, you have people in your country whose rights were stripped from them. Yes. And if you don't think it applies to you, it fucking applies to you. Yeah, it does. As an American, like, this is the one thing mm-hmm. that we all have. This was the thing. Right. It's it's a freedom decision. And ev- everybody was like, oh, why are you overreacting? Why are you overreacting in 2000, whatever it was, 16? Is yeah. that right? This is fucking why. This, this is why. It was stacked for this reason. Yep. So it's sickening. It's I'm drinking wine. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking, drinking a lot of wine. I've been drinking so much. <laughs> yeah. So I called my brother today. Yeah. And he's my he's my political um grounding. Mm. Because it's really easy to get pulled into the really radical beliefs on both sides it's really easy to get into those spun up you know shared posts on social media and is this true is that true you know and i was just a lot like, of it i called mm-hmm. him today and i was like i really hope you have a bright side for me yeah and he was like no sis this is just fucking evil yeah it is but it's just fucked up. I can't cry anymore. I'm like, I haven't cried yet, I've, but apparently I've I was so waiting much. to cry on this today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've cried a lot. I can't. I was doom scrolling last night. Oh yeah, there's been. A- I had to put my phone away. I had to- I gave my phone to Chris and was like, "Do not let me have this." Yeah, I, I can't. I yeah. just can't. I had. I had to take a break because it was. It's too much and i i know that it's important to keep up on the news i know that it's it's mm-hmm. important but give yourself a break you guys yeah, step away like, go from take it. a shower go take a bath go on a walk go read a book like i sat outside today i got fucking sunburned it was mm-hmm. great but i started a new book oh i'm so sunburned yeah <laughs> so sunburned <laughs> yeah so drinking drinking some water drinking i like a hundred things of lotion on my skin. Yeah. 
I am pretty sure the sunscreen I was using yesterday was expired because oh no, I definitely <laughs> applied sunscreen and I definitely was out in the sun a lot. So I knew yeah. there was going to be a sunburn, but then I'm like looking at the damage and I just um, can't believe it. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, tell me something good. Tell me something good that has happened besides being sunburned. Uh, yeah, sunburn is like, you know, the my dermatologist hates it, but I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. the sign that summer is here. Uh, that's some good news. I also saw if anybody who has prescriptions filled, um, Mark Cuban, who is like, I don't really know yeah. who he is, but no. he he's super rich mm-hmm. guy on Shark Tank and owns a basketball team, I think. But he started a company called Cost Plus Drugs that sells your prescriptions for a 15% markup instead of a standard like 90% markup. Yeah. So if you take anything, check out that site because even like my prescription that I take normally is like $15, but it's $6 on this website. Nice. So it's just like, I mean, I'm not going to huff at $16, but there are some that are like thousands of dollars where you can get for 50. Heck yeah. It's insane. So that was my kind of like cool discovery this weekend. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a that's a billionaire, however much he's worth, doing something. Something. Yeah. That's so, doing something good. That's my some good news. Well, cheers to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nope, the world's on fire. <laughs> Um, my husband and I went on a date last night. It was a lot of fun. Ooh. Um, we went and walked around downtown a little bit. Um, we went, I had the best caprese salad, oh. caprese salad sandwich. Yum. Oh my gosh. It was so freaking good. That, that, like sometimes just comfort food is just kind of what you need. And it was light and bright and full of summer. And I, oh my gosh, it was so freaking good. Um, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. It was good to be able to like hang out together, just the two of us. Because I don't feel like like we went to the movie, but it wasn't like a date. Like it was. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. a date, but there was like five hundred other people around us. Right. Well, and you can't talk in a movie, so you don't no. get to connect. You just, you know, sit next to the person. Mm-hmm. It's a good first date because then if you don't have anything to talk about, you can just sit there and not have to talk to anybody but right when you're like you know dating your husband right it can be just like sitting at home yeah it was nice it was nice being able to go out and i was like yelling about all the dogs and you know nice (laughs) yeah that tracks yeah um i do have a question from you for you so i think we've talked about this list before but i was like i want to do something nice and kind of reset our whole vibe um but there's this list from the New York Times from 2015 called the 36 ways to fall in love. Mm. And it's like, or 36 questions that lead to love. That's what it is. Okay. And it's just 36 questions that dive deep. Like you ask these questions and if somebody gives you their real true answer by the end of them, you should know how you feel about this person. Sure. Um, But I thought it'd be fun to ask each other, like one of the questions. So the one that I picked for today is what would constitute a perfect day for you? Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, let's see. <sighs> Getting up, having the best coffee. Like, at ma- home? Like, yeah, or, okay. I love coffee at home. Okay. Yeah. The weekends are my favorite, like, because I don't have to drink my coffee fast. I can sip on it for an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> don't have to fucking chug it. Um, making breakfast together, getting ready, maybe going out, going on a walk, definitely going to the bookstore. Of course. That's a must. That's a must. Um, maybe going on a drive, going someplace. So driving someplace that both of us have never been, mm-hmm. like going on an adventure someplace yeah, or going to our favorite place, yeah. like, you know, kind of a decision like, hey, do you want to go someplace we've never been? Or do you want to go like out to the sand dunes or Swan Falls or whatever? Right. Um, 
And then, um, I don't know, like a picnic, maybe mm-hmm. like going and having dinner in the park yeah, and then watching a movie and then banging. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> a nice banging at the end of the day. Nice banging at the end of the day. <laughs> Love it. All right. Same question. Okay. Um, a perfect day. I love, okay. I love, this sounds so weird, but it's true. And I wonder if you can relate. I love drinking coffee when I'm visiting someone's house. Yeah. Right. There's (laughs) something about having a cup of coffee at a friend's or a family member's house that is so grounding to me. Yeah. Chill. It's just like, like, I love staying the night at your place and having coffee in the morning because it's like, it's an event. We make an event of it, yeah. right? Coffee's an event. Yeah. So anywhere having yeah. a really, like, a cup of coffee with, like, if we're going to go perfect, like, I'm on a beach with my oh, friends. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, fresh ass, delicious cup of coffee with company. And we can just sit and talk for, like, an hour and a half <laughs> and just keep talking. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect way to start my day. Perfect. Um, and then definitely uninterrupted reading time. Ooh. Like quiet, comfy, like have everything I need. A snack, a drink, a good book. Yeah. <laughs> and then the coziest nap. Okay. Like pillows for days fluffiest down comforter you've ever seen in your life cozy blinky cozy and like air conditioned to shit freezing cold outside the blinking cold that i couldn't (laughs) possibly leave the bed (laughs) like the air's a little bit frosty when you breathe out yeah yeah you're like did i get frostbite on my toes (laughs) um and then uh getting like really fancy to go out to a dinner nice yeah, that's I. I just want to go to Mexico. Apparently, <laughs> right? Oh my that's god, my whole day in Mexico. So fucking bad. <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. That would be my perfect day at the moment. And then you know, drinking too much and then doing it all again the next day. That sounds great. Oh, see, I did it like a date. Like, I know, like your significant other kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, anybody can join me. Anybody can join me. <laughs> But that's well, just what I'm doing. <laughs> Let me know if you're coming along. Oh my god, that's great. That's great. I'm down. I'm down. Let's go to Mexico. Fuck, let's go. I'm let's down. go. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Whose right. turn is it? I think it's me. Okay. Mine's Cause... super short, by the way. Oh, mine's kind of long. Great. Uh so yeah. Uh j- are you ready? I am so ready. You were so excited about this. I am so excited about it. <laughs> um, so disclaimer. Mm-hmm. What we're gonna talk about isn't real. Okay. Um, and because I was thinking about you being so upset at me about the fourth kind, I'm unwilling to risk that again. <laughs> so I'm just gonna be upfront and honest with you. It's a creepy pasta. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not real. Okay. But I'm going to also give you a caveat with that. Um, So it's unsettling. It's a little bit. It's a lot unsettling. It's pretty spooky. Okay. Um, but for the sake of the episode, we're just going to pretend for a while that it is real. Um, so suspend your belief in the fact that it's absolutely not real as far as I know. Just go with it. Okay. But with it being not real, um, with the thought that the universe is always expanding and there are different dimensions and parallel universes and all of that. This could be a story from one of those dimensions. It could be. All right. Yeah. I love it. So this isn't our universe's story, but it might be from someone else's. Maybe. All right. Yeah, that sounds pretty fucking terrifying to me. So like, go for it. <laughs> yeah, um, have you ever heard the term of canopsia? Maybe. Okay. Um, well, this is a refresher if you know what it is. Um, canopsia is the eerie, forlorn atmosphere of a place that's usually bustling with people, but is now abandoned and quiet. So think of like Chernobyl. an unlit office building. 
oh. um, or like vacant fairgrounds or like coming out of a movie theater and it's late at oh. night and there's a single person in there. Um, yeah. That feeling, that emotional feeling that you get that it's just, it's not just empty, but like hyper empty. Yeah, dude. It's, that's Kenopsha. The episode of fucking Scooby-Doo with the abandoned carnival. I don't, I didn't watch Scooby-Doo. <gasps> I know. Sorry. Oh, well, it is that. It's, oh. it's that. It's like yeah. so eerily. Scooby, it's eerie. <sighs> yeah. Don't so that, so that, I know. I feel that's it. Kenopsha. Okay. Been right. there. So I am going to read you this quote. And then I'm going to have you look up a picture. No. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. I'm going to read you the quote. If you're not careful and no clip out of reality in the wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms where it's nothing but the stink of old moist carpet, the madness of Bono yellow, the endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum hum buzz, and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby, because it sure as hell has heard you. No. <laughs> I'm so glad you disclaimed this. Is it real? <laughs> so we're going to talk about the back rooms today. And I want you to Google the back rooms, uh, I guess, maybe original image. And I want you to describe what it is. Um... Yeah, like original photo. Yeah, you should see it. It's like an office building, yet with wallpaper and just right fluorescent lighting, like the most boring room you could possibly imagine, but it just looks like it keeps going. Going forever. Um, yeah. So that's the, that's the back room. So we're going to talk about the back rooms today. <gasps> Ew! Did you see the thing? You! Yeah, you saw the thing. We just saw arms. <laughs> yeah. That's why I told you what's unsettling. <laughs> I wasn't so just keep... to look for it. It was just... <laughs> It's when things catch you off guard. But oh, yeah. so much worse. And I looked at that and I was like, I'm curious if she'll see that because I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I don't need to sick, say anything. Sick son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Yuck. All right. So what are the back rooms? How do you get there? What do they look like? Will you encounter other people or things while you're in the background? And what the hell does no clipping mean? So first off, we're going to talk about no clipping. Um, so that image that I sent you was originally on 4chan in like 2000. And I have it later in my notes, so we'll probably go over it. Um, but thousands of people saw this and they began to discuss how the room kind of felt familiar to them, um, with many claiming to have entered the back rooms via dreaming. <gasps> yeah. Others explained... Um, their real life encounters with the back rooms. So no clipping, which is a term normally used in like video games, um, refers to clipping outside of the boundaries of the game. So like outside of your regular play area and you end up where you're not supposed to be. So Ew. people enter the back rooms via no clipping out of reality, which can occur via tripping, yeah. accidental collisions, and other occurrences like... I watched a YouTube video where the kid fucking trips and no clips out of reality and ends up in the back rooms. Uh, it's bananas. So like kind of glitches out of the matrix, right? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, that technical term. Yeah. No, because I mean, it's... Uh, uh, la, la, la. Mm. Yeah. Um, some people have found them by getting off an elevator on the wrong floor. Some people found Ew. them at construction sites. Some people said that they saw the, this in like nursing homes. Um, but one <laughs> sentiment is shared. All, exper all experiences with the back rooms left you feeling hollow and terrified. Yuck. So what exactly is the back rooms? 
Um, the backrooms is a space that exists outside of reality. And because of that, they do not behave in ways that we expect spaces to behave. Uh. Um, it's the worst kind of labyrinth to be stuck in. Yeah. Um, they can turn, they double back on themselves, they can relocate, they twist, and they're seemingly endless. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody's read House of Leaves or The House of Leaves, but it's kind of this. It's But instead of being a book, the internet has now gotten control of it and it's like expanding <laughs> exponentially. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, it can do things to our minds, which is the least fun. And time does not function in the same way we're used to in the back rooms. So <laughs> I thought of like interstellar when they go to that water planet yeah. and they've been gone for however many years. 20 years. Yeah, it's like that. So the back rooms is said to cover 600 million square miles, but that might just be the closest thing that our brain can even come close to like getting a handle on how vast and endless it actually is. So it's just a maze of rooms and hallways, all looking vaguely the same, aging wallpaper, that like soggy, musty smell, gross carpet, the fluorescent lights. Um, sometimes you will find objects like randomly. Um, you might find a desk or a chair, like a garbage can. Uh, but it, it doesn't seem like there's any windows, but this isn't always the case. It's not always this. It's not always this kind of like yellow, nasty mm -hmm. wallpaper stuff. Mm -hmm. Um so there's a couple different thoughts on how the backrooms are kind of set up. So the first system, as the subreddit, the backrooms put it, um, believes that there's no levels. It's just the backrooms. Um, it's pretty straightforward to the point it just goes on forever. Um, the yeah. second system is known as the three-level system. Um, so this canon poses that there are three levels to the backrooms. Um, there's the first is level zero. So this is kind of like the lobby um, or like your training area kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, this is the one where most people will enter and exit in. Um, it makes up at least one million square miles. Um, it is full of randomly segmented rooms that look almost exactly the same. It's just like that picture. The walls are yellow. Floors are gross. Um the beings in this level are mostly humanoid, but are very hostile. Mm -mm. If you <laughs> if you see one in this level, do not look at it. <gasps> Turn around and slowly walk out of the room the being appeared in. Um, the darker walls in some of the rooms are entry points into the back rooms and can be used to exit, although you may not exit, but go deeper into the back rooms into places that you don't want to be. Um, the second one is level one. It's very similar, but it has a few major differences. Um, it says few stay alive in the back rooms long enough to reach level one. The trigger to reach this level is seemingly completely unpredictable. At any point in the back rooms, after at least four or five days there, um, the lights will begin to flicker on and off. Eventually, the lights will turn off for minutes or hours at a time. When that happens, it's really dangerous to be there. Um, interactions with beings on this level are very common and they are more non-humanoid. Um, they will usually come near when the lights are off. <laughs> Listen, you wanted something scary. You delivered. <laughs> um, when, oh yeah, this was gross. Um, they will usually come near when the lights are off and they are close when you can hear distorted noises nearby, usually <laughs> resembling screams. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, escape here is still possible through the exit points. Um, it's thought to be at least a million miles, square miles. And last is level two, which is really level three. But mm -hmm. anyway. zero, one, two. Yeah. Or one, two, three. Yeah. I kept getting confused. Um, level two is the most hostile and unexplored part of the back rooms, at oh, least for now. Yeah. Um, the sound of machinery will begin to grow louder and the buzz of full fluorescent lights will become softer until the rooms themselves change slowly into hallways. Um, eventually the drywall becomes concrete and large pipes begin to line the walls. Um, it kind of starts to take on like a maintenance tunnel kind of look some places and it can get really hot like 110 degrees or higher exiting is thought to not be possible in level two via the entry points the only way to exit is to be completely calm and consciously imagine the back rooms as your home then you might be able to leave Ugh. 
Okay, so that's the thoughts on the three-level system. Okay. Then we've got the third system, which is actually referred to as the extended lore. So in this system, there's an infinite number of levels. They're all different and no one knows how far they go. Um, I did also see one that there are nine, there are only nine levels, but that's actually been added onto with the extended lore. Okay. Um, so there is a wiki page um, as well as a fandom page, but this website that I use says that the wiki page is more reliable than the fandom page. It has more... I guess, canon information. There are so many levels. There's like over a thousand different levels. Some of the levels have sub-levels um, and they're identified <gasps> with a fraction or a decimal. Are you looking at it? Yeah, I shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, there are secret levels which don't have any ordinary placement. So they're not numbered or then it's kind of hard to tell where they're actually related, like where they are in relation to the other levels. So you could pick a number from this list and we could read about what this is what this level's about like <laughs> forever and ever yeah. yeah yeah there's there's a couple podcasts that i saw that are like just talking about surviving in the back rooms wow um yeah so i thought it would be fun to go over the first few levels and then we could randomly pick some levels if you want to okay. if you don't want to that's totally fine <laughs> um so like I'm i said cry. Level... It's fine. <laughs> so like i said the first level is zero it's like your tutorial level um it's a class one level so it, go it ranges from one to five um five is being you're probably not going to survive one is you're you're probably going to survive um the only possible the only possible way to exit is by no clipping um which will always result in entry to level one okay. um there are special rooms that are divided into categories, with most of them being considered normal. Examples of these are, so on this level, in level zero, there's a room called the Manila Room. Mm. Um, it's an isolated square room with thick walls. Um, it's named for the unique beige color of the wallpaper, so it's slightly different than the other wallpaper that you saw. Mm -hmm. um, this room is actually used as a meeting point for wanderers. It is said to contain the documentation of the area from the Meg which is a group of people that will assist newcomers or wanderers in survival and escape. So who are the Meg? It stands for Major Explorer Group, and they are a faction made by people of the backrooms. Um, as it started out as an exploration outpost in 2012 to a sort of military government for the backrooms officially in 2014. So they are people that try to keep wanderers of the backrooms safe from entities traps and other groups like okay. the insurrection which they are at war with for territory of the levels such as level three um they have multiple teams for different tasks to ensure the safety of wanderers um the this faction is extremely friendly so you want them to help you want to find the meg okay um they will allow new people onto the team it's known as the volunteer squad and you can stay in this squad until you're actually ready to kind of be on a team of your own or kind of venture out on your own. Mm -hmm. So they have different regiments. Um, they have different assignments, missions, expeditions, because they're trying to chart the back rooms. Um, uh, so within them is Compass Point. They're like the frontline ex explorers known as Team Reed. Um, they also have wild warriors and they focus on entity removal. And we'll talk about entities in a minute. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I know. I hate the word entity. Like, why did you have to? Why? <laughs> why? Can you come words. up with other something else? Something not entity? Yeah. yeah. Something not entity. Um, if you find yourself in trouble, the rescue and raids team is there to help you out of a pinch, as well as um, Lifeline, which offers, offers Lifeline, which offers civil aid and recovery. Um, okay. They also have things like mail and logistics. They have a research division and a news team. Holy shit. <laughs> It's a full fucking society. It's a full fucking thing. Yeah. Um, so level one is the habitable zone. Um, they, I believe they actually have a base here. Um, it's just a large warehouse with concrete walls and floors. Um, there's a constant low-hanging fog with no discernible source. Um, the level has electricity and water. There is also Wi-Fi in the back rooms. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> right? But... You don't actually want to use it, but if you do need to use it, the password is it heard you. <gasps> I know. <laughs> you, you. Now, 
you asked, why, like, why wouldn't I want to use the Wi-Fi? Because some people think that the entities are actually able to track your location yeah. based on your like pings. As soon as you said it, as soon yeah. as you said it was a bad thing, I knew. And the password, is it heard you? That's. That's. No. No. <laughs> um, so there is also cellular data. Um, it seems to be a little bit safer, but you only want to use it for like 10 minutes at a time. And if you try to contact somebody outside of the back rooms, then your chances of being detected are even greater. Even higher. Yuck. Yeah. There's landlines inside of the back rooms. And there's also rooms that are full of like old computers that you can use to like get into the database to try to like get information to stay alive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Level two is known as pipe dreams. Um, it's a class two survival dis difficulty. Um, here it's mainly dark gray concrete maintenance tunnels. The walls are lined with pipes and occasional ventilation ducts, but they contain a thick viscous black liquid. Ew. I know. Doors are present here, but most are locked or lead to dead ends. Um, it's hot. Like I said, it gets um, up to about 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and there are a lot of entities on this level. This just reminds me of the Hunger Games in the Capitol. <laughs> this 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 is it it makes me think of house of leaves which i actually have never been able to finish because it freaked me out so much Ugh. yeah look <laughs> uh there is an employee bathroom and in that bathroom you can find mark mark is no fun he's like a hoarder he like hoards things and if uh -oh. you try to take his stuff he's gonna try to take your skin <laughs> Yeah. Why would you go? What? Would you, so would you just like accidentally, you're like, oh, fuck, I opened his bathroom. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> there are also, oh, you're not going to like any of this. There are also smilers. No. Child. <laughs> no. Child facelings. Clumps. They're called clumps. Hounds. Male death moths. Hard <laughs> stop. Hard stop. <laughs> Haley is terrified of I'm moths. Terrified you guys. of moths. It is terrified. my. It's hilarious. You are incorrect. It is <laughs> disgusting. Um, there are plague goblins, bursters, and skin stealers. Gross. If you see any of these, run. <laughs> Super. Yeah. Um, level two is one of the only levels in the back rooms that can be directly accessed from our reality. So you can come across level two by exploring long enough in level one. Um, if you are unfortunate enough when you no clip, you may end up totally passing immediately in level two into level one That's or two. Fair. I know. It's like fucking Monopoly. No. Do not pass go. <laughs> go straight to jail. Go straight to level two. Fucking <laughs> yeah. die. Yeah. Um, so some of the doors will lead to level two or four or even back to level one. Um, if you find a comically proportioned multicolored door that is unlocked, it will take you all the way to level 283. If you no clip into an extremely hot area in level two, you can wind up in level 2.1. Yeah, it's convoluted and confusing as hell. Yuck. Um, level five is a class two, which is known as the terror hotel. Um, it's basically an infinite hotel complex that appears to have been constructed in 1930s with furniture dating back to like the 1920s. So like um, The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Um, smooth jazz plays quietly throughout the <laughs> <No>! halls. <laughs> That's where I draw the line, Haley. <laughs> um, there is distant party chatter that can be heard on the other side of walls. Um mm. Reports have mentioned whispering noises behind them, someone or something tapping them on the shoulder when they're alone, and wanderers reported feeling like they're being watched, which might come from the paintings that are scattered around. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Is that enough, or do you want to randomly choose some levels? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's let's go for some random ones, just for All fun. Right. Um, so if you want to pull up... Let me pull up. Let me give you the website. Um, it's... Uh, let me give you that. Um, it's backrooms-wiki.wiki.com. Or just because you don't want to go to the fandom one. That one's not as, I guess it's not as like reliable. Um, and if you go to the library. Hold on. So it should be again. like a. 
backrooms-wiki.wiki.com. And wiki dot is spelled out. <gasps> okay, I have my first one. Okay, tell me. Oh, wait, it says this article's under rewrite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of them are, like, being written or whatever. Oh, because it was it's Corridors, but it's C-O-R-R-I. Oh. Like my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it stood out. Okay, we're going to just – I'm going to just pick a number. We're just going to see what happens. Randomly. We're going to go with 136 was my first thought. All right, 136. <gasps> so this is actually a pretty safe one, it appears. Um, it's called the – what did they call it? The skeletons in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, it's pretty safe. It's secure. It doesn't have any entities in it. So you picked a good one. Whew. Um. Oh gosh. It says level one thirty six is the hundred and thirty seventh level of the back rooms. Before I tell you what happens if you open the door, do not let the door shut. That's step one. The door is open. Don't let it shut, and don't let that zero survival rating fool you. This place can and will kill. <gasps> yikes yeah so it's just this is a pretty big one um of course it is i mean that's fine um but it's totally random so people on the internet just make up levels like so there's the hallowed castle um a neon hospital which i'm not aesthetic (laughs) it's probably cottage core (laughs) sunset coast yeah, so they're just like aircraft carrier is probably Oh yeah, this one's actually out in the ocean. It's an aquatic type. Your survivability is high. Um, no dangers in certain areas of the carrier and a high amount of supplies can be gathered. They're just random. Zoological office. Your worst enemy. <gasps> I don't know about that one. The Eater was changed from theater to the Eater. Whoa. Okay, level 666 is welcome to hell. <laughs> of course. It I was like, it better be fucking hell related. Something, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god, I've, I could scroll through this all day. Yeah. Sea of yeah. Bones. There's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of, yeah. But there's so much, like, no data. We could have a heyday. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so... So that's essentially what the back rooms are. Um, so we did kind of talk about how you get there. Um, so you have to no clip out of reality. Um, it said that you can reach them when you're lucid dreaming or through astral projection. Okay. Um, but there isn't really any one guaranteed way of no clipping out of our reality and into the back rooms. Okay. Um, there are tips on increasing your chances of entering the back rooms if you really, yeah. If you Why? Want to. Why? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to go there. Um, you may be lucky or unlucky enough to find an entrance, I wrote. These are glitches on our reality that can lead to the back rooms, but they are very rare. Um, they include walls that are a shade darker than normal, either do not appear to cast a shadow, um, doors that did not previously exist and appear out of place, um, areas that give a sense of unease where one feels strongly off-put. Um, if any of these areas seem to be surrounded by a low-level buzz or humming noise, they might be found to function as an entrance. Um, if you have stumbled across the entrance to the back rooms, do not approach it until, unless you are properly prepared. Um, unfortunately, you may trip and no clip out of reality and into the back rooms. But if you find a place where you think, oh, hey, I want to go check this out, um, what do you need to be properly prepared? A first aid kit. Um, a backpack or something to like carry your supplies with. This is a whole thing. Do you know clip with your shit with you? Like, do, am I always supposed to have this on me? Yeah, right. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, if you're unlucky enough to just trip and fucking yeah. no clip out of reality, like, you're screwed. You're fucked. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you find a place, like, I don't know, we were walking around downtown last night and there's places in the walls that I was like, that's a fucking entrance to the back rooms. You're like, I'm sure. We are now not. Now that I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> like away from it. Um, yeah, so you want a first aid kit, um, a backpack, so because you're going to find supplies and you're going to meet people and you'll be able to trade. And I'm going to tell it. you about some of the stuff. Um, you want to have a like a weapon with you, but you don't want to bring like a firearm because the loud noise will attract unwanted attention. Yeah. 
Um, they said that like a long knife, like something, something quiet. Machete. Yeah. Something quiet, which is really terrible. Terrifying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. A timer or watch because time doesn't work the same. Um, a canteen or water bottle to collect almond water. Ew. So we're going to do a quick sidetrack. What is almond water? Please. Almond water <laughs> is the most common lubrication <laughs> found on a lot of levels in the back rooms. Um, it's a critical source of hydration and trade. Um, it does have a slight nutritional value. Um, so it's just a sweet almond vanilla flavored water that can be treated for, treated with, and can be used to repel entities or even cure ailments. So it's almond milk. It's, yeah, but water. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It's almond um, milk. That's what almond milk is, is almond water. <laughs> um, it can be found in water coolers, water fountains. Gross. I, I swear to God, if I water. went to get a fucking drink out of a fucking water fountain and had water. almond milk hit me in the face, I yeah. would be. It's going to be almond water. <sighs> yeah. Um, you might find just bottles of it. Um, there was a thing that said it can be found fried. I fried water i is that a thing i don't know i'm not even i'm not adding that to this <laughs> um in level five it's dripping from the ceiling no um, yeah you want to bring a food source a sleeping bag um some spare clothes a flashlight or a headlamp um so <laughs> Once you have the necessary supplies for survival, if you want to go to the back rooms, you simply walk into the discolored wall, Harry Potter style, or enter the out of place door. Yeah, it's like nine and three quarters vibe. Oh. Yeah. Um, you have a one in 10,000 chance that you'll get into the back rooms. Some people spend years trying to get in. Years. Other people get on on their first or second try. Yeah. Yeah. So that list is absolutely unhelpful if you've tripped and ended up in the back rooms. So within the levels and rooms, you might come across other beings. They might be other wanderers like you. Well, not you, whoever. <laughs> they might not be part me. of the group. Yeah, right. Not me either. I have no desire. No, thank you. Um, oh, no. They might have always lived there. <gasps> no, there's a video. <gasps> oh, the YouTube one. There's one that's the called. list. And clicked on something, and yeah, then it was like, "We can do that one too if you want." Because no. I'm gonna—that's actually the next talking point. But there is a really good YouTube. This video is made by a 16-year-old kid, and it is some of the best. It's so good. It—I was outside and I was looking behind me. Gross. Okay. Yeah. So there might be other people. They might be part of a group. They might have always lived there, or they might be what's called an entity. Um, so let's talk about some of these entities. Um, the first that we're going to do is called Entity 3, and it's the Smiler, and it's just as horrific as it sounds. I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> Are you looking at the Smiler? I just pulled up the back rooms on YouTube, and the first yeah. one is terrifying. <laughs> uh- <clears throat> Yeah, okay. this one is, I can't remember what the kid's name is. I mean, we'll have a link to it on our website. Yeah, it's the backrooms found footage. Um, It's yeah. by Kane Pixels. Yeah, that's the one I watched. Yeah. Um, yeah, upsetting. Upsetting. He yeah. fucking, no, no, he trips and no clips out of reality. Dude, I can, I love that it. he says it's from September 23rd, 1996. But it was uploaded five months ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's found footage. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, So let's see. Uh, Smilers. Okay. Smilers are generally generally hostile, and there have been many confirmed sightings of them. They can be identified by their signature reflective eyes and teeth gleaming in the darkness. The best way to escape a smiler is to maintain eye contact. I would be screwed. No. (laughs) Nope. Um, they reside in dark areas on levels two and three, and their base is known to be the smiling room. Um, they are attracted to light and will change and will charge anything they see with a light. So distracting it by throwing a light source is a great way to escape. I thought of the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah, right? In my flair. <laughs> yeah. Um, the entity will only start to attack you if you panic um, or if you make a loud noise. Okay. Um, oh they... God. 
Yeah. They have a long smile with multiple sharp teeth. They have white glowing eyes. It is rumored to have a physical body which cannot be seen with a human eye. It is said that they have a non-human alien-like body with arms and legs, but in unnatural ways. But that is unconfirmed. There There are Athenian ducks, which are sweet, fluffy, little white ducks that are super friendly. So not everything here is out to kill you. They're oh, that's nice. nice. Kind, little, friendly, little ducks. But now back to fuck, fucked up shit. Um, <laughs> Entity 10. Uh, hold on. Let me look at my list. Entity 10 is known as... Ew. Oh, I didn't look at a picture of this one. Um, they're known as skin stealers. <gasps> <laughs> I didn't look. <laughs> it's probably horrific. He's just uh, kind of looks like a marshmallow now that I'm... Oh, geez. Not so scared. <laughs> um, they are tall, pale yellow humanoids with sunken white eyes. Yeah. Their outer layer of flesh is covered with microscopic bumps similar to the suckers of an octopus tentacle. Um, these stick to skin that is torn off of humans, and they push and pull it on to make it fit until the skin stealer looks identical to a human. They also have clear blood. So if you come across someone and they're leaking what looks like water from a cut, you need to walk away and keep your shit together because it will try to take your skin. Um, After 24 hours, the skin will be digested through the surface of the skin stealer and it will enter a docile state, which I don't care how fucking docile it is. Burn it with fire. I don't care. Yeah, no. I also just looked up a picture of the smiler and it was like... Ew, yeah, from the shadows, right? Yuck. Yeah. Yuck. Jerry. Nasty. Oh, Jerry's a parrot. Oh. He's a uh well, I yeah. The I don't picture know on here Jerry. is he looks precious. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry is a macaw. He's a macaw. He he lives on level one. He lives in Jerry's room, and Jerry has followers. It's safe to avoid jerry at all costs survivors that make physical contact with jerry without attempting to tame him will be affected by his indoctrination abilities this basically makes the victim worship jerry like a god chanting phrases such as jerry is everything jerry is what i live for and all hail jerry (laughs) amazing okay of all the things that could get you i'd jerry (laughs) believing in a parrot seems pretty great uh, yeah was there any other ones that you wanted to look at the death the, moths i was really hoping moth. were going to be better but it's kind of just like moths with it's eyes just, on their they're feet just giant moths yeah 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 um Blech. the males are mostly harmless the females are several times larger can spit acid and are entirely hostile <laughs> <laughs> okay that gave no. me that gave me full body <laughs> yeah it's not great and i can't imagine like hearing that come at you i would be deceased deceased. i love how much you're scared of moths i don't know why it brings me joy but it does it's so bad (laughs) i will just be uh uh, my soul will have left my body entity 18 the the beast which is crossed out and it says the gentleman of level five so it's like yikes that sounds scary uh let's see cannibal cuisines yikes that's not good yuck stranglers beacons aiden <laughs> splat the hermit clinker to i bet clinker toys is i'm not even gonna click on no. it i'm not the even gonna click on it. nope no Holy no, shit, they just it goes keep on forever. Going. Yeah, and, and a lot of them don't have any data. There are people that write stories about yeah. being stuck in the back rooms. Um, so if someday you find yourself looking at a wall that gives you a very unsettling feeling and you find the hairs on your arms standing at full attention, know that you might be looking at an entrance to the back rooms. So hopefully this information that we've shared will help you. But in this host's humble opinion, I hope that we never end up in back rooms. <laughs> never. <laughs> so there you go. Oh my that, gosh, that is terrifying. That, so there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Haley. You're welcome. Thanks so much. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God.
okay that was super creepy thank you for <laughs> doing that but also i hate you so much <laughs> but i wanted to tell you that i wasn't real so oh, that you didn't hate I'm me i'm so glad that you told me that it wasn't real because i real. would be shitting my pants it's not real i mean unless I mean, it you could be believe right exactly because the universe is always expanding and there's you never know possibly known we but if you were like, this is, universe is like this is the thing. I know. I listened yeah. to a podcast with a creepypasta once. It was a, and that's why we drink. Mm, and yeah. she did not disclose that it was a creepypasta until or a spaghetti pasta until the end of the episode. Yeah. The sleep. I know study. which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, that one still gets me. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Is happening? And she's like, this was a creepypasta. I'm like, Oh my I, that was the first time I ever heard the term, so I still was like, just, yeah. I was just like, what does that mean? And then I looked yeah. it up and I was like, oh. Oh, it's just a story. It's not real. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, mine is quick. I don't have a lot today. I didn't have a lot of mental capacity. So, um, but it's fine because we're continuing with, I believe this will be our, oh yeah. Since I missed last week's queer story with mistakes, um, this is our last queer story, even though it's the first week of July. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Yep. Um, this, today's myth isn't really a myth. It's actually some history. So, Excellent. and it's Egypt. So I'm Ooh. Haley today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so this is actually something that Egyptologists are not able to agree on. Um, but it's thought to be believed that this is the first depictions of a same-sex couple. And the hieroglyph imagery plate, whatever you oh, want to yeah. call it, in the yeah. tomb is of... Nianuknam and Kiam Notep. Ooh. Yeah. I practiced a lot to get yeah. names right because you should <laughs> see how these are spelled. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about them today. Um, so their tomb was actually discovered in 1964. So oh. in, in the terms of discovery, yeah, not that long ago. No. Right? No. Um, so the discovery was actually made by Ahmed Musa and or yeah Musa yeah um and he found this tomb and it was dated to be around the 5th dynasty or 5th dynasty so 2400 BCE okay um so about 4000 years ago yeah um and it was discovered and explored by Monar Basta um or Basta who was the chief inspector of Lower Egypt, and then he was also accompanied by the chief workman um, when they originally descended into the tomb, which was super tight corridors. They were claiming with, you know, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. Um. So as they're like discover, they're going through the tombs, and they after it had been discovered, they had found more tombs in this area so they had kind of become acquainted to what was a custom in the region which was this shaka s-a-q-u something or q-q something i'll have to look that up uh, oh sakara sakara there we go mm -hmm. yeah so in the sakara region so they when they're first seeing all of these depiction and hieroglyphs and they're kind of figuring out whose tomb this is they know what they should be looking for, right? Yeah. So I just want to give a little bit of that background. Um, many a tomb um, in this area and from this time period. So in the hieroglyphs that are depicted, um, these two are depicted as very important to the pharaoh. Um, and so they were actually the royal manicurists and the overseers of the palace manicurists. And I know you're thinking, like, what the fuck? The manicurists? <laughs> But it's actually super, like, as insignificant as that sounds, it's actually very few people were actually allowed to touch the pharaoh. Yeah. So it's actually one of the most highly honored positions to have. Um, so the plates had been 
um, depicted and it's stated that Nina Nakdum and Ki Amnotep were manicurists to the king and inspector of the palace manicurists. So they both okay. had different titles. Yeah. This tomb, though, was when it was uncovered by Inspector Besta, he noticed something really different about what he had seen in tombs from this region before and the, and from that time period. The men who had been buried here represented an imagery and an embrace that was usually reserved for a husband and wife. Oh. So it was a very intimate pose that yeah. they were depicted in. And he noticed immediately. They hadn't That's seen cool. anything like this before. <laughs> so amazing. So historians, uh, nobody can really agree on what this means or sure. who yeah. they were mm -hmm. because they literally can only go off the imagery in this one tomb. That's yeah. their history. Oh, There's man. nothing else. There's no book. There's no nothing. Yeah, like, right. It is just the story told in these um, hieroglyphs. So historians had this debate on they could be brothers or sure. they could be twins, which is why they were represented so closely together. They were twins. Or, you know, they yeah. went through this whole life together of, right. you know, being connected mm -hmm. and had these high ranking jobs. Surely mm -hmm. maybe that's what that is. Um, but there's a few reasons that they actually some historians actually believe that there was a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, the first and foremost key is what the inspector noticed is that this posed is used in intimacy. It is not yeah. used in family or things like that, that he's seen. So he's just like, what? Hold up. Oh yeah. And so going off that, this level of in intimacy is generally not seen in same sex relations. So yeah. same sex couples were not, a big deal or yeah sorry they weren't something you'd see very often in mm, okay egypt at this time so it's not something yeah. that was like super socially acceptable or okay. i don't want to say acceptable because we don't really know yeah how it was received but they, it wasn't seen very often yeah like talked talked about yeah yeah okay um interesting but in, so if you look up uh, a picture of these two, their noses are actually touching and their <gasps> arms are wrapped around each other. Oh. And noses touching is actually the most intimate um, yeah. depiction of, like you wouldn't see right. anybody doing anything in high right. No, right? That no. is kissing. That is the right. most intimate imagery Touch. that you would see. Yeah. And so it's really crazy that you'd see this with the same sex couple or or a suspect. Yeah. You I don't know that you would see this with twins or brothers, but who knows? Who knows? Also, their wives and their children are depicted alongside them. So you've got these two that were buried together in this tomb, and you have next to them clear imagery of their children. Yeah and their wives on either side so it's like it was almost like it was an accepted relationship mm -hmm. and then like the wives helped them have children or something yeah right you know? yeah um so it's no secret that their wives like their wives were present in this imagery so it wasn't some secret tomb that was yeah. like buried away so the question here is why were they buried together and the words that they were chosen to represent the entrance of their tomb, it says joined in life and joined in death. Oh. And it's just the sweetest. That's the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So there, there's really not much more than that out there. Uh, but it looks like such a beautiful story and they their tomb was actually um part of many like sub chambers and whatnot yeah. so they were part of a big well and this i looked up the thing it's beautiful mm -hmm. like their hieroglyph i because well 
what do you call their it's plate fresco? one is the yeah. way what do you call it's it? described like the tomb is plate or this image of the it's... two holding each other is plate one in this tomb. Yeah. so it's so beautiful oh my gosh this is amazing it's super oh my beautiful gosh, it is oh my god i love it and also freaking awesome job because that's a lot of k's in there <laughs> yeah i wasn't kidding <laughs> I was like, I've got to do this, but I've got to learn how to say it because so I have some pretty good phonetics out here. Wow. Yeah. That um, is awesome. Yeah, that, I mean, as I said, it's short, but I didn't I didn't know about this. And I no. think it's really important to remember that maybe we don't know their story, but maybe we do. And yeah, gay has been around for a long fucking time. Yep. That is the that is my whole goal with this Pride Month queer stories is that yo anybody who wants to believe that it is just a fad or a trend, it's not. Nope. It's been around forever. And you bet your ass next June we're gonna dive into even more queer mythology. Yeah, we will. So yeah. That's I what I have it. for you today. So good. Oh, my heart it's so cute <laughs> anyway thanks for hanging in there today with us you guys um as always we love you being here check out our social media instagram facebook twitter tiktok we will have resources for women and menstruators uh, alike for you know what <laughs> um wherever you do listen if you just follow and subscribe, leave us a review, gives the little pod a little bump. Remember, if you love us, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your mom. Tell your mom. Until next time, stay curious. Bye. Bye.